we talked about the next thing and the next thing, and, and this week I really, really want to talk to you for a minute about the next opportunity, because this year there's a lot of new things that are going to be open to you, but there's a lot of new opportunities that you're going to get this year. And I want to talk about that next opportunity. And, and next, it's, when we talk about next, what we're really talking about is we're talking about the future, right? But not just the future, like far off future, we're talking about, we're talking about where the future and today kind of overlap a little bit. We're talking about where the past kind of becomes the past and tomorrow becomes today. We're talking about kind of a, a scary thing, right? Is, is that moment of letting go, that moment of, of walking away from, from something that may have been for a long time who you, who you were or how you define yourself and, and now you're walking away and you're coming into something brand new. And maybe, maybe that's, a, that's a scary place to be. It's a scary place to be and it's a scary thing to think about when you think about what's next. When you think about where you're, where you look at where you are now and where you're supposed to be, you know, where you're headed. And that's, that's a kind of a, that's a, that's an uncertain thing. You know, you can, you can start worrying about it and, and maybe that's where you are today. Maybe you're at a place where, where you're kind of in between, you're moving to the next level, you're moving to the next place in your life. And, and we know that in all things, God has a plan and God's, God's there for us, but it's, it's always a, a scary place to be. And it's always has been. And even, you know, this is, that's not some, it's not something new, you know, it's not, it's not a new thing for, for people to, to fear change and to move on. It's, and throughout the Bible, you see people dealing with this, but I want to take us to, to one little story that, uh, that's there in the Bible. And it's probably one of the most important stories there. And that, that the, the story of the resurrection of Jesus, the story of the death of Jesus and the resurrection, you see the, the disciples, they were, they were following Jesus around for all this time. And they thought, you know, Jesus has come and he's going to change the world, right? They think they, they have this idea of what's about to happen. They have this idea of, of Jesus has come and he's, he's the Messiah and he's going to really just change the world. And we're just going to sit back and, and just watch it. You know, there's even one part where, uh, where one time where the, the disciples are kind of arguing like, like who's going who's gonna to be the greatest in the kingdom? You know, which one of us, is, which one is going to get to sit right next to you, Jesus, when, when, it, when you come into your kingdom? You know, they're just worried about like, where are we going to sit at? You know, how, where, where are we going to, where are we going to hang out at once Jesus has, you know, taken over the world and everything's, everything's, you know, handled how, what are we going to do then when we just get to hang out? And so they have this idea of, of what Jesus is going to do. And what they don't realize is they don't, they don't see the whole thing like we do. They just saw that, that where they were that day. And then all of a sudden here's Jesus being crucified. Here's Jesus being, being taken to his death. And so all of a sudden that, 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 that next thing, that thing they thought was coming of Jesus handling everything and just fixing all the world's problems, it's gone. And all of a sudden, they're, they're left empty-handed, just looking at the tomorrow like, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? And then just a few days later, they go to the tomb and they find the tomb empty. And like, it's just, it's, it, there is no certainty. There's no certainty in their future in that moment. And they find themselves at a place where next is really a scary thing because they don't know what's going on. They don't realize what's happened. And actually, actually one of, there's different, uh, there's different uh, uh, versions or different tellings of the story of, of Jesus' resurrection and different eyewitness accounts. And one of my favorites is, is the story of Mary, Mary Magdalene in, in, that's found in John. And she goes and, and she's at the, at the tomb and she actually, you know, she's sitting there weeping. She's crying because she's like, what are we, you know, what are we going to do? They took Jesus away and she turns and she actually bumps into Jesus. She actually bumps into him and, and she doesn't even recognize it's him because she's so just messed up in that moment of, 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 of in fear of what's coming 
next that she doesn't even have time to, to really put it together who she's talking to. And so she begins, to, uh, Jesus says to her, he says, in John chapter 20, he says, he says, woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Suppose, supposing him to be the gardener, she says to him, sir, if you have carried him away, if you've carried my Jesus away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. She said, she's so overcome with this grief and this uncertainty of what's going to happen that she just, she doesn't even realize who's standing in front of her. And then all of a sudden Jesus looks at her and he says, he just says her name. He just says, Mary. And he, it's, it's like, I know that voice. I know him. I know that face. And she realizes who it is. And so she turns to him and she says in Aramaic, she says, Rabboni, which sounds like she's, she's ordering Italian food, but she's not. She turns to him and she says, teacher. And so all of a sudden she remembers, she goes, this is the teacher. This is the guy that I used to, we used to sit and listen to. And he would talk to us about, about the kingdom of heaven. And he would tell us how we're supposed to live and how we're supposed to treat each other. And he would, he would talk about sin and, how, and he would talk about, he would heal people and he would do all these things. And we got to be a part of it. And here's our teacher. And we're so excited. He's back. This is the teacher. He's here. And everything's going to go back to like it was, is what she's thinking, right? She's thinking, thinking yes, he's back. And so what does Jesus do? Jesus does something that's kind of, you wouldn't expect, I don't think, out of Jesus. Because we always think of Jesus as, he probably just wrapped it, gave her a big bear hug, right? That's probably what we think happened. But that's not what, what it says. It says that Jesus turned to her and he said simply, do not cling to me. He said, don't cling to me. That's really, those are really hard words in the middle of that uncertain moment. Don't cling to me. But what he's saying is, hey, you can't hold me right there. You, I'm not the teacher. I'm not going to just be your teacher anymore. There's, there's something more. There's something bigger that's about to happen. And, and Mary was just on the edge of that. She didn't understand it. She was saying, saying teacher, you know, and she's, and she's not just talking about who he is. She's talking about who she is. She's saying, I'm just a student. I'm just, a, I'm just here to learn from you. But he's saying, no, no, no. And actually, actually, just a few days before that, he had told them, he told them in the Last Supper, he said, hey, everything I've known, everything that, uh, that, that, uh, it says, all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. He's told them everything. You've got everything you already need to know. Now go, go do something with it. What he's saying. He's saying, he's saying that something has changed. No longer are you just going to sit and listen, but it's time for you to go and do something with that, that, that's, that, that I've given you because you're no longer just a student because every student, the, the plan is for the student to become the, become to master the craft, right? The student to follow in the footsteps of the master and learn how to do what he did. And that's what he said is when he called them and said, Hey, we're going to, we're, we're going to be fishers of men. He said, Hey, I'm going to teach you to do what I do because that that's what he's doing is he wants all of us to follow him. He didn't, he didn't, and he doesn't ask us to do something that that's impossible. He asks us, he, he's not a liar. If he says, Hey, we can do it. We can do it. And so he calls us to follow him and he calls Mary and he says to her, don't cling to me. Not because he's being hard and cold, but because he's saying, Hey, things aren't going back to the way they used to be. You can't, just, you, can't just, you can't just stay a student forever. You've got to grow. You've got to become the person that I need you to be. You've got to become that and do those amazing things that you were made to do. And so, so Mary is wrestling with this and struggling with this. And so it's, it's kind of a t- tough thing that he says to her. But let's, let's go, let me read on what else he says. He doesn't just end there. But he says, do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go. He says, don't cling. Go. Go to my brothers and say to them, I'm ascending to my father and your father to my God and your, your God. Don't, don't cling, go. And, and that, that's what his, his command is to her that day. Don't, don't cling to me. Don't try to just hold on to the way things have always been. 
but go and, and become the person that you're supposed to be. But, and, you know, he, he, he knows what's happening here and, and he knows what's about to happen, that he's about to go to be with his father and he's not gonna, he's not gonna be there anymore. And, and Mary doesn't understand this. So, and, and when he says go, it reminds me, of course, of another time where he, he, was, he was gonna say go in just a, just a few short days. He was, gonna, he was gonna stand right before he ascended into heaven and he was gonna say go, therefore, and teach all, and, and, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. This is Jesus, he said, he, this is the last thing he says before, before he leaves. He says, he says let, let, go, go. And there's a, there's a sense of, of urgency. There's a sense of purpose there of what we're supposed to do. And, and so Jesus is gonna leave and he's not gonna be there physically and he's not here physically today. And maybe that, that was definitely weird back then for them because they had always known Jesus to be right here, right with them. And now he's not, he's gone. But he's not physically, he wasn't physically there anymore and he's not physically here today. And sometimes I think, you know, we think, you know, it would be, it would be so much easier if Jesus would just come down and, and, and just be here and show himself to us, right? If he was just physically here. But you know what? He is physically here because he's, if, if we believe in Christ, if we profess to know Jesus as, as our Lord and Savior, that he's alive in us, and we, we are, like what Paul called us, the, the body of Christ. We're physically, we're physically here, and we're the body of Christ. That's what Paul, Paul called us over in Corinthians. He, he said we're the body. And, uh, and, and uh, to the disciples of the cross, it looked like the end of things, but it wasn't the end. It was just the beginning of what was next. It, was, it, was, it wasn't just the end. It was the beginning of something, of, of the, the next thing. Because the cross, it, it, it transforms us. It changes who we are from the person that we used to be into something, something that God, the person that God made us to be. It transforms us so we can transform the world. And this transformation, it's, 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 it changes who we are. And it, it makes us a better person so we can change the world. We are, we are the representation of Christ here on earth. We, we are. We're the body of Christ. And so what that tells me is that, that we need to think about that more often. We need to think about who we are. Uh, when G, the, the, the word church actually comes from, a, we translate it from the Greek, from the word ecclesia. And that word, it doesn't really mean church like we think about it. It means body. It means a group of people. It's not talking about a brick and mortar place. It's talking about people. And so when we say the word church, when Jesus called Peter and he said, he said, Peter, I'm going to build my church on you. He wasn't talking about building, uh, laying Peter down literally and building a church on top of him, a, a building on top of him. He was talking about building people through Peter. He was talking about, about building a church, a family, a group of believers through Peter. And so, so when we say church, we're not talking about a place we're talking about a people. We're talking about people. Church isn't defined by where we are. It's not defined by, by one time we meet every week. It's not defined by, by the, the building that we're in. It, it's defined by the faces and the hearts and the lives of the people here today and people all across the globe that, that, that call Christ, that call Jesus their Lord and Savior. That's who the church is. The church is us. And so, so if, if the church isn't a place, it's a people. You know what that tells me? That you can't just go to church. 
You can't. It's not just that, it's just not that you shouldn't just go to church. You can't go to church because that doesn't make any sense. You can't go to people. You can go be with people, but you, but you can't go to church. You can only be the church. The church isn't just somewhere we go. It's something, something we are. And so that, that's, that's what it means. It means to be the church. Is it, what, what does it mean to be the church? It means to look like Christ. What has Christ, what is, what is Christ called us to do? What's, what's our mission here? What, are, what is it we're trying to do? What, we're trying to fulfill what Jesus was doing. He said himself, he said in Mark 10, he, he's, he's talking about himself, kind of talks about himself in third person, and he says, the son of man. He says, he, he says Jesus, he said, I came not to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. He said, he said I came to serve people. I didn't come to be served. And so that's what we've got to be about. We've got to be about serving. We've got about giving ourselves to other people and giving our time and our talents and and whatever we have for other people. That's what we've got to to be about if we say that we're going to follow Christ and that we are trying to look like him. And this is good news to us at 2911 because from what I've heard, 2911 isn't defined by a building. Is that right? Is that right? 2911 isn't defined by a building. And so what does that mean? That means two things. Two things that tells me. Number one is that showing up isn't enough. Just showing up here on a Sunday morning, that's not enough because we're not defined by, by what happens right here. Like, like Pastor just said, in, in an hour and 15 minutes, we're not, we're not defined by this hour and 15 minutes. This might be the most important moment of the week because it, it, it helps, us, helps us the rest of the week. And it's very important for us to come together and not forsake coming together. But this isn't, this isn't all who we are. It's not just about showing up. It's not just about showing up. It's, it's, about, it's about serving one another. And, and like we talked about last week, it's about connecting with one another and giving of ourselves and having a real, real relationship with each other where we can, we can support one another and we can talk to one another. When we have a problem, we can go to somebody and that, that we are actually serving. There's places within this church that need, that need your help. That there's places that, that there's a spot for you that, that we need you to step up and to do something. And it's not just that we need it, you need it. You need to be involved in, 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 in serving within the church, with doing something within in the church, right? And because that's, we talked about that there's something that God wants you, that God has for you this year. There's something amazing that God has for you this year. And you're never gonna find it by just showing up. You're not gonna find it by just showing up. You've gotta find the place where you can serve. And we're gonna talk about that in just a minute. But also the other thing that tells me if 2911 isn't defined by a building, then the other thing it tells me is that it doesn't end on Sunday. That Sunday mornings isn't it. That the rest of the week, it, it, it has to, we, have to, we have to go out and do something with what happens here, right? That th- if this isn't enough, just showing up, it means that when we leave, We've got to do something. There, there are places and there are opportunities that we've been given. There's opportunities that you've been given that no one else has. There's people that you can reach that no one else can reach. There's people that, that, you, can, that you can share the hope and joy and love of Jesus Christ with that no one else will ever get the opportunity to because God's given you that opportunity. There's some opportunities you missed probably last year. There's probably some opportunities that slipped by. But, but you know what? We've got to keep going because God's got brand new opportunities this year. 
And so what we've got to do is just set our, set our eyes on what it is God wants us to do. And there's, there's all kinds of ways. There's all kinds of ways that you can, you can show people that you care. There's all kinds of ways. You, you, when you see the door open, just, just walk through it and do something kind for somebody. And one of the things that, uh, that, that we challenge you to do, and uh, I know it's been something y'all been doing for a while. I haven't been here that long. But, but the, uh, if you haven't seen these, these touch cards, uh, this is an easy way for you every week to remind yourself to do something for somebody, to change someone's life in some small way. Because that's, we always think we're going to change the world, just do something crazy, something big, and that's going to change. We, we change the world piece by piece, touch by touch. And so just find that, that spot, that, that place where you can change someone's life. And it could be something everybody thinks about, you know, uh, paying for someone's meal ahead of you in, line, in the drive through line. That, that's great. Do that. You can do that. But whatever you do, you know, uh, uh, go get someone's groceries for them or help, help someone unload their groceries or, or something. Or go, uh, go cut someone's grass that, that you know needs it. My yard needs it right now. It's kind of weird. It's the middle of the winter, but it's a long story. Um, I need to get around to that. But anyway, tut, you, this is not just for them to know that, you've, that they've been touched by, by this church, but it's also to remind you that, that, that you need to step up, that you need to take the opportunities that God's given you. And so when you leave today, I hope you pick up a couple of those cards as a reminder to yourself to, to step up in a big way. Now, I want you to think, I want you, can we use our imaginations for a minute? Is that cool? Maybe. Okay, we're going to, whether you like to or not. I want you to imagine that I told you, everybody's, everybody's you know, you may go, go to eat after church today. What if I told you about a restaurant that's new in town? And I told you that, it, that it's the best place ever, great, best food ever. And you show up, and there's no one to serve. There's, the, there's no one, there's no one tell you where to sit. There's nobody bussing tables, so there's nowhere to sit down. There's, nowhere, there's no one in the kitchen, so it doesn't even matter how good the food is because nobody's cooking it. And there's definitely not anybody helping you out, taking your order. And so what do you do? I don't, you go find somewhere else to eat because a, because a restaurant where no one serves is a restaurant where no one's going to eat. So think about that. Imagine a church where nobody serves. Imagine a church where nobody does what God made them to do. That's a church where no one gets fed. That's a church where, where people walk in the door and there's, there's no greeters. There's no one to say, hey, we're glad you're here because there's nobody doing it. And so a church where, where, where's children's church? And you just kind of, we, we just throw them in a room back there. We just lock the doors, just let them go crazy. And that's, that without, without, uh, without children, workers, people that work with children, you know, what, what kind of church would this be? I mean, you, most Sundays, you'd come in here and there wouldn't be, you'd have to sit, sit crisscross applesauce on the ground and, because the chairs aren't set up because someone sets up these chairs every week. And there wouldn't be any music. I guess we'd sing Kumbaya together. There wouldn't be a sound system. I'd have to, I'd have to talk like this and that would get really old really quick because there wouldn't be anybody back there running the sound. And you wouldn't be able to follow along back here because nobody's back there doing that. And this flickering light thing, that would, that would be the least of our worries because nobody would be serving 
no one, it takes a lot of people to get this going. It's not just one or two people. It, it takes a lot of people to get this going. And there's a place for you that you need to be serving. And we, we want to help you find that place. We want to help you find that spot. And so today I want to encourage you, and I'm, I'm almost done. I just want to encourage you one last time to serve in, th- in three ways. Three ways that you can serve. Number one, I want to challenge you to serve with urgency. Serve with urgency. Because Jesus, when he talked about the kingdom and when he talked about what we were supposed to be doing, he talked about it like the kingdom was here. It was now, it's ready. It's ready to go. And you can tell there's, a, there's an urgency there with the way Jesus talks about it. And so there should be an urgency about what we do. We shouldn't put it off and wait, but that's, that's so easy to do. Just say, okay, I, I, I'm going to get some things straight, and then I'm going to start serving. But listen, that, that's not how it works. I know sometimes, sometimes you go through a season where you've got to sit back, and you've got to kind of relax and recoup, but those seasons should be few and far between. And you should be, you should be, you should be getting where you need to be and, and serving and giving of your time, because that's gonna, not just going to help us, it's going to help you. It's going to help you be who, be who you need to be. And not just, not just serving here, serving everywhere you go, because there's opportunities everywhere around you. And we want to we help you, you see those opportunities. And, and uh, there's, this, there's this, this, this lie that we believe, that, that we're not good enough, that we're not ready yet, that, that we've got we to gotta, we gotta get perfect. You know, if, if if I had to wait till I was perfect, to, I'm, I'm nowhere near it, you know? So, it, so we, can't, we can't wait till we're perfect to start doing something for God. We've got to start where we are. Just do something. Just do, do whatever you can. There's, there's, a, there's a place and there's, there's some things that, that, that you need to be doing. And so that, that leads me to number, the, the second thing is to serve with passion. Because there's things that you're passionate about that no one else is passionate about in this room. And so that, you know what that means? That doesn't mean that, that you're weird or that we're weird. It means that you have a, a place that you can serve that no one else in this room can. And maybe you need to share your passion. Maybe you're passionate about something and whatever you're passionate about, no one else in this room is that passionate about it. And so you need to pass that passion on. You need to help, help pass it on to the rest of us where we can see it. And so, so serve. God puts desires and, and, and puts things inside of us because, for a reason, not just, just so we, we, we think about whatever, we, whatever our, our thing is, but, but he puts it there so that we can be passionate and we can serve in those areas. And so, so, be, so serve where you're passionate because that's, that's, what, that's, that's where we change the world is where we're passionate. And then serve with everything, with everything. When Jesus talks about following him, he talks about, he uses words like, talk about taking up a cross, and he talks about crucifying yourself, and it's, 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 these are not easy things, okay? So when we talk about following Jesus, it's not easy. I mean, we're following in the footsteps of somebody who died a death that wasn't his own, that wasn't his. He died for people that, that, that would turn their back on him, and he died for me, knowing all the things I would do to hurt him. He, he, he knew all this stuff, and that he died. And that's, that, those are the footsteps we're walking in. That's who we're saying we're, we're going after. So to say that being a Christian is going to be easy, it just, it, it's, that's impossible. We've got to do something. So we've got to give. It's, it's going to require everything we've got. And so wherever you're passionate, throw everything into it and, 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 and do it with everything. And, and because if something isn't worth anything, then it probably doesn't cost anything, Right? They're probably giving it away if it's not worth anything. They're probably paying you to take it off their hands. But if what you're called to do and what you're made to do on this earth is worth anything, 
it's going to take something from you. And it's going to take you, you probably, probably staying up late some nights. It's probably going to take you getting up a little early some days. It's going, to, it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to do what God has made you to do. But it's not, it's, not going to be, it's not going to be worse than where you're at now. It's going to be better because you're going to be closer to who it is God made you to be. So, so don't worry about what it is. Just, just do it. And what this does is this causes us to invest. It causes us to invest in things, in, in people around us. We, when we spend our time with people and we give our time, we're investing in them. And we're part of the blessing that God is, is, giving, is giving us, is giving them. And, and invest, invest you in this church and in what, what God is doing in this church. So everything that, that God does through this church, it, it's, you're a part of it. You're a part of it because you're invested in it too. And it invests you in God's kingdom and what he's doing in this world. And you, you may feel like you're a nobody, but you're invested in the kingdom because you've given everything that you've got to, to, to serve someone, somewhere. And so that's what I want to challenge you to do is to serve, to, 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 to forget about what it is that, that, that's holding you back and just give everything and serve. Um, we're gonna, I want to ask everybody to stand as we normally do. Come on up to the front. And don't forget your little slip of paper. We're not there yet, but we will be. Some of you are turning around. Good job. But come on up come on to the front. What we're talking about today is something very specific. We're talking about something that uh, I feel like it pertains to everybody, but there may be something else going on in your life. There may be something else that, that you're dealing with, and uh, you need to pray today. And there's always the prayer team here to pray with you if you need to pray about anything that's going on in your life, uh, anything that you need to pray about, we want to pray with you. So please, please don't, don't let that hold you back. But also, if, if you're in one of those places where you're in between, like I talked about a little while ago, when you're in between what's, what's happening now and you're kind of in that next spot and you're kind of, maybe you're worried about the future and about what's going to happen. Maybe that's you today and, and you need to spend some time praying today. But, but everybody, I want to challenge, challenge anybody and everybody to find their place to serve. Maybe you're already serving somewhere in this church. Maybe you're already serving. You feel like you're giving everything you got. But just, just recommit to it and just say, you know what? It's, it's, it's brand new. This is a brand new year. I'm ready for what's next. So maybe you're struggling with what it is God wants you to do and how God wants you to serve. And if that's you, I want you, you, can, you, can, you can find someone to pray with today too and find that spot to pray. So I want to invite us all to renew our focus, renew. You know, if you are serving somewhere already, if you are, you feel like you're giving a lot, I want you to renew that focus today. So let's, let's just take a minute, and we're going to pray real quick, and then uh, if, you, if you want to step forward, you can, you can step forward and, and pray with one of the prayer, prayer team. Let's just pray for a renewed focus and a, a renewed heart, a new, a new passion, a new sense of urgency, a new, a new sense of giving everything we've got to the kingdom of God. Let's pray.